Welcome to the Niches You. My name is Matt Gottesman at Matt Gottesman on Instagram, and this is my daily podcast where I create short, quick hitting episodes to help you uncomplicate life, creativity, and the pursuit of your highest self. There's only main character energy here. Now let's get into it. Welcome to episode 164 How to Never Stall Your Dreams Again. That's right. How to never stall your dreams again. I saw a fitting quote online that I just, I felt like any of these three sentences will help you never stall again. And it comes from a uh, startup advisor and um, investor and tech techie. And I saw her writing on Twitter, Anu Alturu. I hope I have her last name right. Um, and she wrote, if you have ideas, write. If you have taste, design. If you have vision, build. I do like that she added an additional, if you have all three, hire. <laughs> and I would guess it's because obviously if you want to pick one that you want to you know, focus on the most, you get help with the other two. But if you have ideas, write. If you have taste, design. If you have vision, build. And I do agree with her about hiring because I believe I have all three. <laughs> I use all three. I really do. And I want to, the reason I want to talk about this, the reason why I feel like it'll help you never stall your dreams again is because at its fundamental, right? Like if you look at just at writing, if you have ideas and we all have ideas, we have all kinds of thoughts and um, things that we could potentially see ourselves creating or doing or being or having or wanting or going or whatever. These are ideas. These are thoughts. Write them down. The power of writing is so um, important. It's so transformative. It can easily have you look deeper into areas you never knew even existed. I mean, even doing uh, the Artist Way book, whereby, um, you know, doing morning pages and making sure that you're always writing right? Um, you don't even have to know what you want to write. The power of writing allows thoughts, allows ideas, allows things to come out of you and onto paper and to essentially become real. Writing transforms ideas into tangible forms that can be developed or, or shared, right? As I've, I've done both, um, you know, and then when you look at, um, taste and design, if you have taste, you ever look at something and go, I'd do that different, or here's how I'd make it look, or um, here's, you know, here's my perspective on how I would deliver it, or, um, you know, I wonder why it looks like this, this is what I would want it to look like, design, so design it yourself, I understand that each of these, and then I'll get into the vision and building, each of these requires a state of movement to happen. And I think what's happening is if you're getting in your head, oh, well, you know, I'll get to it later. Oh, I'm too busy. Or, oh, I, you know, I don't know. I don't want it to suck. Or I don't know if I'm, you know, any good enough. And who am I? I'm, I don't have any formal training. You need to get all of that shit out of your head. You have to get it all out of your head. If you have ideas, write anything, anything. If you have perspective of how you would make something look, design it, anything. And the third is, if you have vision, build. 
I the and I, and then by the way, I broke down each of these um, down. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna discuss each of these here momentarily. But like, if you have vision, build. I get what holds people back when they think about. Well, I've got the vision, but I don't even know where to start. Nobody does. N- nobody does. You. What happens from building, and you guys have heard me use the the car, the Ferrari scenario before, that if somebody gave you every single part to the most rarest Ferrari in the world, but it was completely disassembled, and they put in a beautiful garage for you to put together, and you never put a car together before, do you know how to build it? No. Are you going to learn? Yeah. (laughs) It's the rarest Ferrari ever to exist. All they did was just disassemble it and put every part completely laid out for you in the garage so you can then go and figure out how to put it all together. You don't know when you begin, but bit by bit, step by step, from simply building, a vision starts to take shape. A vision is just a vision until you start to build. When you start to build, the puzzle starts coming together. We've talked about this. So I like this. you know, the, these three pillars. So when I was like thinking about writing, okay, like, what is it? Well, I mean, it's a powerful tool for giving form to ideas, right? So it gives form to ideas. Let's start there. Um, you have all kinds of different thoughts and by writing them down. And by the way, they can also, you you don't always have to have, um, you can also have bad ideas. (laughs) You're going to, you can, you can have all kinds of thoughts, but writing helps assess where you're at or a feeling or bring something forward so you can observe in real time. Observe yourself. Take time to observe what writing is telling you. Now, as far as ideas go, well, it allows ideas to take form because now you're thinking about it and you're like, well, if I do this and this can happen, if I do this and that can happen and I can always add this in over here. It then allows you to either share them or refine them or develop them. So like when I say clarification and refinement, writing forces you to clarify your thoughts, period. Writing forces you to clarify your thoughts, which you can then transform a vague idea into something more concrete and actionable. But it allows you to clarify your thoughts. What's in you? What needs to come out? What needs to continue running for you? Especially, you know, all this, obviously you can write anything you want, but this is all really about like how to never stall on your, your um, dreams ever again. You have an idea, write. It doesn't matter that that's your first iteration. You will go through millions sometimes of iterations, but the idea of writing an idea out brings it to life and it gives life and it breathes life. And then it shows you other perspectives that you weren't even couldn't possibly imagine there's a lot of things that i have created simply from writing that i never would have thought of ever ever and sometimes i'm still you know amazed how some of the areas that i end up either teaching or coaching or facilitating on that i never thought i would have been doing in those areas you know and so it's it's interesting because writing has helped take shape to that And then as I do it, others ask how I do it. And then that transforms into other people, them doing it and so forth and so on. So that brings the second point, communication and influence. Written ideas can reach and influence a wide audience, transcending geographical and temporal boundaries. 
So writing doesn't just help you clarify and refine your thoughts and ideas. It also helps you communicate outwardly to others, to the world. It allows you to talk about the ideas and gain feedback and stay in your humility, stay in your building, you know, um, stay in your uh, processing, seeing how people react, understanding like what, what the needs are of others. And then the third point about writing is that it helps leave legacy and impact, right? Writing allows your ideas to be preserved and potentially impact future generations. Think about that. So like you're contributing to a collective knowledge base. So what started off as just maybe clarification, refinement of your thoughts, then turned into ideas being transformed across the masses because you're just simply communicating. And some of you are thinking, oh, well, I don't have an audience or only, you know, 10 people follow me or I'm not really you know, sure where to write this. Nobody knows me. That's not the point. Nobody follows you because you haven't been talking. You haven't been writing. Write something. Write out your ideas. Write out, oh, you know, I was thinking about this about nutrition and gut health. And what if we did this instead? I wonder what would happen. I'm going to document this. And then I'll, get, I'll report back to you guys. Or, you know, I want to change uh, the neurological system to reflect this when I do breath work. Whatever it is that you want to write, write it. Share it. Communicate it. Along the way, your findings just may and probably most likely will contribute to an entire collective knowledge base long after you're gone. What does writing do for you? If you have ideas, write. You will never, you will never stall your dreams ever again. There's no way. You can't. You can't. Ever. The second one I wanted to talk about, if you have taste design... What are a couple of points on this one? Taste refers to a refined sensitivity towards aesthetics and functionality. It's about understanding what makes something not only visually appealing, but also meaningful and effective. Design is the process of applying this taste to create solutions, experiences, or objects. I love this because I love I've always I've always loved design. What a lot of people may not some some of you that follow me online, um, I do all the branding. So not only do I do all my branding, I also when I've worked with private clients, the irony is that um, I never went to school for branding, um, but I got hired on by a lot of big brands and small brands and all kinds of people to help take shape with their brand because I just knew how to make something feel a certain way from my design aesthetics and my choices. Uh, I mean, the amount of logos out there for different companies that I've, <laughs> I've created, and it's so wild. I remember I even, um, there's a, a, a brand, uh, an entertainment company um, out in uh, California from a very good friend of mine. We've become very good friends. Um, he just puts on different venues and whatnot in and around the country and now other parts of the world. And uh, I remember... Uh, you know, he kind of always has me as a brand consultant, the head of his brand, always, um, for like the last four years now. Um, and, uh, you know, we have an incredible relationship. We're like brothers, but, you know, we love talking about business. And he always has me on as a, as a brand consultant, a head of his brand, if you will. And um, I remember back in the beginning when I was bringing more form and shape to the brand, more cohesion, um, and uh, he needed a logo. I, I had a graphic designer friend start to mock up different logos and all kinds of ideas and I would try to express them. I'd try to say what I wanted. And then finally, I would start making my own mock-ups, which this has happened so many times. I'd make my own mock-ups to give the designer and say something like this. Well, it just so happened that 
my friend uh, who whose company this is he goes yeah that i want that and i was like that's just the mock up he goes it doesn't matter i want that what you what you created right there i want that and that has happened to me so many different times why because a logo is not just a logo a brand is not just a brand it is an emotion and a feeling that you are emitting out into the world that you're allowing your soul to express what it is that you want people to feel you feel inside. Yeah, write that one down. <laughs> and if you brand managers out there, make sure you credit me on that one. But that's exactly what's happening. So I love design aesthetic. Um, you know, I'm, I'm actually creating all my merchandise and apparel, and it's been interesting wearing some of it online and, and uh, people saying like, hey, where, where do I get the hat? Where do I get the sweatshirt? Where do I get this? And I'm like, oh, it's coming. And I'm still doing iterations on it. I love design. I love um, how you work with space. I love how you work with um, like minimalism, but like really creating impact. So, you know, the first thing that I think of is, you know, aesthetic and functional harmony. Good design marries aesthetics with functionality. Your taste guides you in creating designs that are not only beautiful, but also serve the purpose effectively. So if you have taste design, and by the way, your first iteration can suck. It can absolutely suck. Again, this is not about, this is about moving your dreams, not stalling. Design it out. Go into canva.com or go uh, sketch on paper. I mean, there's so many free tools out there now. You can just simply, I, I go into Canva all the time and I find like really cool designs and then I, I basically reconstruct them completely with my own eye. So it doesn't matter if the first iteration sucks, do it anyways. And by the way, I'm going to bring up a, a, a really valid point at the end of all three of these about, well, I'll bring it up now and I, I just because I don't want to lose this because I'm doing this completely on the fly. When you have ideas right, when you have taste design and when you have vision build, what's happening? You are in movement. It's not about if something sucks. It's about being in movement. Now your dreams are just coming to fruition. That's all it is. Everything is now taking shape from step one to step 100 million to whatever, to step 1000. Now your dreams are taking shape. I was listening to the uh, acclaimed, um, you know, Mr. Beast. He's like the most uh, watched YouTuber in the world. And he was being interviewed by Lex Friedman. And he's talking about like videos. He goes, your first hundred videos would probably suck. He's like, your first videos will suck. You know, you'll get no views. He's like, get used to that. You know, um, and he said, but talk to me after you do your first hundred. And he's like, I, I didn't know how to do videos. I just made them. You just keep figuring it out. You just keep figuring it out. He knew what he wanted to do. He knew he had a vision. So he built, he knew he had some taste. So he designed and he just kept iterating. He's like, and, and he's asked, like, what do you, what do you, how do you know what to do next? He goes, I don't, I do one thing. And then I, I look at it and say, what can I do better for the next one? That's your life. That's your life, right? So I like the, the aesthetic and functional harmony. The second thing I was going to bring up is innovation and problem solving. If you have taste design, innovation and problem solving. Design is a powerful tool for solving problems in innovative ways. With a keen sense of taste, you can identify design gaps and opportunities that others might overlook. This doesn't have to just be designed like in fashion. You, again, you could look at different things and say, you know what? This is how I would probably make this um, more functional. Uh, this is how I would make this easier for people to use. This is how I would... Uh, you know, innovate it so that way it's not as complicated for people to understand. Taste goes way beyond. This isn't about fashion. This is about 
problem solving. This is about looking at something completely different and bringing a whole new perspective that may not have been done before. And again, your first version may suck, but that's the iteration process. That's the journey. That's the process. That's the part you're supposed to fall in love with. And then of course, the, the, the third point that I thought I, I have down for taste, uh, if you have taste design is cultural and emotional resonance. Design influenced by taste can resonate deeply with people evoking emotions and reflecting cultural values, thereby creating a more profound impact. So this kind of circles back to the beginning about when I was talking about branding and design. And it's just that because if you can evoke great emotions and and bring people together and bring more unity and bridge gaps and actually, you know, um, show a boundary push and an even greater reason for people to come together you're instilling values into society and culture. You're creating you're creating impact. So you starting in the beginning, if you have taste design and you're in the very beginning, don't worry. It's what it'll become that's going to be massively important. And then finally, if you have vision, build. Vision is about seeing the potential for what could be, often before others can see it. I have dealt with this my whole life. And people thought I was crazy. And they may think you're crazy too. It doesn't matter. Build it anyways. Build it. And don't talk about it with everybody. Build it. I actually hate talking about any of my ideas at this point. Outside of like my small circle. I I, I, can't, I don't really want to talk about ideas. I'd rather just start building, uh, mocking them up, shaping it. Um, starting to create it. Show how it all kind of comes together. I like when people go, oh, that's interesting. Versus like, how it all come together? What are you going to do? What, I don't understand it. Are you sure? That sounds a little wild. That's going to be crazy. I don't think that's going to work out. I don't want to hear it. To be perfectly honest with you, I really don't want to hear it. Healthily. I respect you. I don't want to hear it. I don't want you messing with my vision, my soul, and God. It's all love. I don't want to hear it. It's about imagining a future that is different from the present. Building is the act of turning that vision into reality. And it's done through actions and creation. And I want to co-create with my soul, with God. So I, I came up with three pillars of if you have a vision, build. One, you're manifesting ideas into reality. So don't ever let somebody ever talk you out of that again if you're like, Oh, they think I'm crazy. Yeah, but you're doing what like 99% won't. Vision provides the blueprint, but building is the process that brings it to life. It involves practical steps from planning to execution. You being in the act of building something is manifesting an idea into reality. So anybody that actually wants to second guess you, ask yourself, are they willing to do the same thing? And most likely, most likely, the ones that question you aren't. The ones I won't question probably are already doing it themselves or have done it. And the second point about, uh, you know, if you have a vision build is that it's actually also going to help you deliver, uh, create leadership and inspiration. When you build your vision, you set an example and can inspire others to believe in and support your ideas. People like watching the process. They really do. And it's funny because you could be when you're new and they're kind of like unsure to like follow along with your work or like they don't really fully get what you're trying to do or the whole vision. It can be very lonely. So I get it, but don't let that stall your dreams. Do it anyways. And it's funny because um, a lot of my stuff is actually picking up uh, pace right now. First of all, I've been in the game for a very long time. I, I always like, every now and then when I get around some of these other bigger creators, I'm like, dude, I had a big account. like, uh, And I did a whole online publishing. And, like, I did something completely different. I let that account just sit over there now. 
I'm like, I'm just building Matt Gottesman as, as the pillar now. You know, I want to I want to put me at the nucleus and not hide behind a brand. And so, but building from scratch has been interesting because you kind of see and pick up people along the way that are like, huh, interesting. And you're like, well, you see my stuff before, you know. So it's okay that, um, you know, people may not um, support right away. They will. Eventually they will. And if they don't, that's okay too because you don't need their support. What you need is to build on your vision. And that shows and demonstrates leadership. It shows courage to change or to bring change. Sooner or later, it's a very admirable quality to the whole, to the complete whole. And of course, if you have a vision build, also means resilience and adaptation. The process of building is really straightforward, right? It requires resilience to overcome challenges and the flexibility to adapt your vision as you learn and grow. You will never stall your dreams ever if you are just building and unsure of where it's all fully going, but you know that you're moving in the direction of a vision. It's going to be okay because you're going to learn resilience and adaptation. I remember so many years ago when I was really, I was having some doubt on some things and my mother was like, you have it. A lot of others don't. I was like, what's that? You know, like at the time I was, I was really in it. I was really in it. I mean, she's like resilience. I'm like, Ooh, she's like, you will always know how to adapt and change and pivot. Always. It's what you've done. It's what you've always done. At the time I was really in it, you know, mentally. (laughs) But then like, as time went on, I'm like, she's right. Resilience is the game because you know how you can, you can keep moving always in any situation. So the reason I, when I read, um, if you have ideas, right, if you have taste design and if you have vision build, and I thought that's how you'll never stall in your dreams ever again, ever. Because what you are doing is you're bringing what's inside out through a mechanism such as writing or designing something you're 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 envisioning you're imagining it out you're manifesting it into reality or you're building it and once that movement grabs a hold of you it's very difficult to stop because it feels good even if it feels unsure even if you're not sure where it's all going it still feels better than doing nothing that's how you never stall in your dreams again, right? Design or build or all three like I'm doing. <laughs> so I appreciate you guys for always tuning in. Thank you for all the written reviews on Apple. Please continue to leave a written review on Apple and a five-star rating as well as a five-star rating on Spotify. Please continue to keep checking the show notes as the links are going to keep getting updated. I had some people online today recently reach out, um, not recently, reach out and ask for my recommended book list. Like, Hey, do you have books that you recommend? I'm like, yeah, actually here's a link. It's also my show notes. So be sure to check that out. Um, I do have a creator masterclass, um, launching very soon. So be on the lookout for that. I will absolutely talk about that and I'll talk about why I created it and what happens in the process of, of, um, basically understanding the niche of us and how do we actually bring more of our ideas to light, but then also how do we grow them? So I'm going to be talking about that here coming up. I appreciate you guys for just tuning into every single episode. Thank you for your love and your loyalty and your devotion. It means the world to me. And until next episode, I'm out. All right, that's it. We'll stop there for right now. I hope you found this helpful and applicable in some way. I want you to remember, you do not need to fit in. 
and you certainly do not need to fit into some category or title nor be put into some box. The niche is you. It always has been. Please share this with a friend and be sure to leave a rating and review. Your feedback means everything to me. And also, thank you for listening and supporting me. If you're new and you want to receive these the moment they come out, please text me 480-530-7352. Text me podcast. I promise to only send you the good stuff. Thank you. And until next time, I'm out.